Welcome back, everybody, to the number one motorsport podcast in the world. This week, our guest is Robbie Layton, and we're also joined with our co-host, Nevada, here on Motorsport Minute. Robbie is a YouTuber. He is an entrepreneur running a collision shop, a demolition derby driver, also just a huge motorsport enthusiast, just like ourselves. Um, thank you for staying on. Don't forget to like and subscribe this video. Let's hop right in. We've met a couple times, briefly, very briefly. Uh, in the arena a few times, um, but happy you could hop on. It's been a long time coming. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We've been talking for a couple months now, so it's good, good to finally get you on. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to find time. It's been crazy. Yeah, Plus. yeah, no, for sure. you got a busy schedule, and with just building building a car and then obviously running a business and everything else, it, uh, and kids, it all takes time. <laughs> Definitely does. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I guess just to kick it off, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do? Currently, I'm 34 years old. I live in Ephraim, Utah. Um, I guess I've been driving demolition derby cars since I was 16 years old. Um, I haven't been winning since probably the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> I usually, usually drive a little bit too hard and take myself out. But I mean, I'm I enjoy Derby and I'm a collision technician by trade. And as of a year ago, we started a YouTube channel. So we've been doing a lot of that and focusing on long, long form content and just living life. So I'm a father of four kids, married and just busy. Yeah. You know? Life gets crazy. Do you own your own shop then? Yes. So we have 12 employees. Uh, it's a 17,000 square foot collision repair center. Um, pretty much right now my shop's running itself. Um, we focus more on the content side of things and I basically manage day-to-day -day stuff through, I, I do have a full-time manager, but I kind of, you know, have meetings with him and then he just runs the shop and everybody does what they need to do and it's working out well. Yeah. Do you have any problems getting, getting people? I mean, oh, yeah. I'm up in our neck of the woods, we have the employee shortage, I guess you could call it. Oh yeah. No, we, we definitely could add more employees. Um, we do have a really good crew, um, yeah. as far as that, but we could, I'm actively trying to seek more people to come to work for us. Yeah. So, so as far as collision, I mean, are you, is it like doing the body work, the painting, that sort of thing? Yep. So in our shop, we do all aspects of the collision repair. Um, the only thing that we do not do in house is a four wheel alignment. Okay. We just farm them out. But we do frame straightening, we do body work, we do dent repair, we do um, full frame swaps, we do full paint jobs. I mean, we do pretty much anything you can sure. think of collision-wise. If it happens in an accident, we fix it. Okay. So. Yeah, and I'm assuming those techs are actually probably even harder to find than a normal. A collision technician has to know all aspects of the vehicle. Mechanics, I mean, mechanics are super awesome, but they right. usually you know, really knowledgeable as far as the engines and drivetrain and that stuff and not so much on the bodies. Right. So, so what got you into the YouTube or I shouldn't say what got you into it? Why did you start it? So, um, I, I didn't plan on it. I never, ever dreamed that I would become a YouTuber. Um, <laughs> but about a year, how many, how long? I was trying to think of how many months. I think we've been doing this for a year and four months now. So okay. six, we're 16 months old. Yeah, okay. we're still an infant. But um, so I've got a friend. His name is Matt Wetzel. He's actually another derby guy. 
Yep. Um, and he has Matt's off-road recovery. So he's got a ginormous YouTube channel and he came to me and kind of, he's like, Hey, I've got these two projects. I need them painted. Um, I want you to paint them. I was like, well, okay, that's no big deal. He's like, but I want you to film them so that my audience can watch it. And I was like, well, I don't really know how to film it. Like I, right. I don't know what to do. So he kind of coached me through it. Um, and we, we filmed seven videos before we started on his, uh, his banana. It's an XJ. I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen it. It's the yellow Jeep that he uses to recover everybody. Yeah. Um, so he brought that to us. We did a full, full, full paint job, changed the roof skin. I mean, we did so much work. All four doors got changed. The hood got changed. The deck lid got changed. I mean, we did so much work on that, painted it inside and out. And when we dropped our first video that first day, we gained 17,000 subscribers. Oh, wow. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you know, and then we it we were in the banana build for six weeks. By the end of the sixth week, we were at almost 170,000 subscribers. And I was like, oh, no, we can't. Like, our goal was to do the banana and then go into the golden nugget, do the golden nugget, and we were going to stop. Yeah. And by the time we were done with the golden nugget, we were over 250,000 subscribers. And we had hit almost 50 million views. And it's like, okay, we now we have to keep doing it. And so we're putting 12 videos out a month. Um, we're putting like 30 shorts out now a month. We've just started a short strategy. And so, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, we're busy. It's just me. It's We're a small team. Um, we've got my brother. That's my main editor. Um, we have a shorts editor. Actually, we hired him out of India. And the kids are just crushing it. It's pretty cool. Um, and then wife films for us. We've got a guy named Hillbilly. And then that's pretty much it. We've got a guy. Well, I mean, Cody, he works in my body shop. And he kind of helped a little bit on the YouTube stuff. But I mean, we're just a bare bones team that, you know, trying did to make your, it work. Did your brother already know how to edit prior to this? Or is it all self-taught? It's all self-taught. So he is an audio technician by trade. Okay. Um, so he's been in the music world for his whole life. He's one year older than me. So he's 35. And I mean, we've never, our careers have never crossed paths. He's always been into music. I've been into cars. And when I started this channel and realized that I needed to stick to it, right. um, brought him on and he's been full time since literally since day one. And that's all he does is edit videos. So he taught himself, but I mean, having an audio technician background, he kind of understood it and right. he did a really good job. You know, I mean, at least I, you know. That yeah. seems like the, the hardest part, like the, for the YouTube videos, you know, if you watch a lot of YouTube, like everybody can do the film or skits or whatever you want it, but like to get the sound and lighting and everything right, that seems like the hardest part. So if you already, if your brother's very experienced in that, that probably was a really easy transition and fit for it. Oh yeah, no, no, he's definitely, I mean, he comes and gets pissed <laughs> off at him because you know, the lighting's not right and the audio is not right. And it's like, oh my God, you know, but we're getting, we're getting used to it, but no, he, and the stories on YouTube, they really come together in the editing. And so he's, I mean, he researches what's the newest, latest trends, like all sorts of crazy stuff that I never dreamed I'd know about. Right. You know, we're worrying about analytics and we're worrying about what content are people going to watch? Like it's, it's just the weirdest, weirdest thing, right. you know? I mean, rather than just going to work and fixing wrecked cars, you know, we're going to work and we're strategizing on 
what's the craziest thing we can do that people will click on? Right. I mean, it's, you totally shift your mindset and it, now you get creative in a different way, you know? So do you so, get a lot of, uh, a lot of people reaching out that want to collaborate now that you have, uh, built a pretty decent following? Uh, yeah. You, you get a lot of friends. Yeah. <laughs> friends that you didn't know you had. Friends you didn't realize you, you had. Um, a lot of people that, you know, I guess were your friends in the past and now they're your friends again. Right. So right. you, it's almost, and, and not to make this sound bad, it's almost like you get this sense of legitimacy to you and then people start taking you serious. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I've, lived, I've, I've known you my whole life. Like I've lived in this town with you my whole life and still the same person. Right. Right. But I don't know. It's, it's cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, what about the brand deals? Do you have those? I mean, you don't have to yeah. go into the details, but do you have a lot of people re- or a lot of companies, businesses reaching out? So the craziest, this is what's so insane. So I was, I was actually talking to my brother just the other day and to be able to like basically tell somebody no, that wants to send you a crap ton of money. Yeah. Is feeling. Yeah. And I don't know, I, without going into details, but you know, to turn, to turn down $10,000 for a minute of your time is weird. Yeah. And no, but if it doesn't fit your brand and if it's, I mean, I get these game, it's the craziest thing. You'll get 50 emails a day from game companies and like, Oh, promote our game. We'll pay right. you thousand dollars. It's like not a chance, you know, because you've got an audience that trusts you and you don't want to be dishonest to them. You don't, I mean, you want to be authentic and, and real with them. And so if you take a brand deal, you know, for whatever, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it we do just for product, you know, because if it's something we're going to buy and we can team up with a company and work with them as far as advertising for them and getting, you know, what we need, you know, we do a lot of that, but I don't want to just do something that is going to piss people off and not be real, you know? Right. right. So like right now we have, we've got a major sponsor. It's Challenger Lifts. And man, they have treated me like almost like royalty. They, they take such good care of me. They've pulled up my entire shop with, with lifts. Um, and they just, I mean, I'm in contact with the marketing director every single day. Yeah. Like I would consider him a friend now, right. you know, all off, of, all off of YouTube. And it's just, it's cool to make those types of relationships that aren't just like a one and done or, you know, right. that type of stuff. But yeah, brand deals it. It can get weird. You know? No, I believe it. I believe the the emails and the calls and the texts, um, just just from sheer fact of how many people I've messaged that I know have a pretty decent following, uh, not even just on YouTube, you know, in life in general. And uh well, we had already had a previous conversation, I think already on Messenger, so that probably helped out my message getting to you. But well, uh, I'm also weird. I mean, if somebody takes the time to send me a message, I read it. Yeah. Um, I don't have an assistant. So I go through every email. I go through every message. And when I respond, it's actually me. You know, yeah. I mean, there might be, I don't know. There might be a day when I'm so busy that I, I can't do that. And I have to have an assistant or something, but I'm not there yet. Right. You know, so you're still getting a personal experience as of right now. You know, I don't, right. I don't respond to every single thing, but I read them all. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I know there's there's a lot of them that get read or probably don't even get read that I'm sending out and is what it is. It's fine, you know. Everyone's got to shoot their shot. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, no, it's it. What's I think the craziest thing for me is like becoming net, just networking with these bigger YouTubers that you would have never dreamed of. Right. Like, you know, and that that part's wild. I would assume that the networking is probably forty percent of some of it. I mean, getting to know all these different people and uh, that's kind of path of the growing as well. Absolutely. And collaborations and, you know, offering value to other channels and other people. And in return, you get their audience, you know, and they right. get your audience. And that's the cool thing about YouTube is, you know, if I go help, for instance, like Dave Sparks, you know, and he helps me or vice versa, he has a humongous following that's going to come over and watch me. And I might have people that don't watch him that go over and watch him. And Absolutely. so you get to a point, I mean, we're at 300, I think we're at 322,000 and not every single one of those people are watching him. And so it's mutually beneficial for both to collaborate, right? which is so weird to even think about. It's like somebody with, you know, almost 3 million subscribers. You think to yourself, well, I'm just, I, I've got a smaller channel. How can I be of value? Right. You go read comments like, oh, saw you on Robbie's channel or, oh, saw you on Matt's channel or, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The collaborations are huge because uh, it doesn't really matter the following. It's just getting each other's followers to. Well, and then just networking and networking out of your ecosystem. You know, we've got our little circle of Derby guys that have YouTube channels between me, Fab Rats, you know, Matt's Off-Road Recovery and a couple other channels. Yep. And but branching out of that network, you know, you're getting a bigger audience. You're, you're getting in front of more people. And the algorithm picks up on that. Then it starts pumping you out to more people. Right. And, you know, like in the last 28 days, we've got 1.6 million new viewers. And which is insane. So all right. of a sudden, YouTube's just like, okay, well, he has this cool stuff that we want to pump out to this audience. You know, this audience has already seen it, but now right. we're going to go over here. And, you know, and you don't get every one of those viewers to stay, right. but, you know, give them value to want to come back and watch more videos. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's kind of where we've tried to head with this, uh, not really channel, but our podcast, uh, trying to get better and better guests. Like I told you, next week I'm heading out to uh, Superior, Wisconsin, to sit down at the headquarters at Amsoil. So it's trying to upscale all the time, you know, uh, just like you are. Um, Want to work with everybody at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. And you don't get somewhere without taking a risk and trying. Absolutely. You know? I mean, the most somebody could do is tell you no. Or not respond, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest thing for us reaching out to people is like, obviously we're not going to add much value to the, what they're doing, but hopefully, know. you know, they'll throw us a bone and take it, help us out yeah. a little bit anyway. You can't discredit a little person or a little channel or somebody that may not be as big as you because one day that little person will be a big person. Right. You know, right. I mean, this there's plenty of times in my life that I can remember that somebody treated me like I'm less than. Right. And now all of a sudden they're coming and, you know, wanting to sit at your table. And it's like, where were you when I needed you? Yep. You know, oh, you see this? You know, I've ex I'm wherever. I'm this YouTuber. Mm -hmm. And now I have value for you. you right. know? So you got to be careful who you blow off. Right. And who you are kind to. No, that's, that's the truth, though, for sure. Well, I'll tell you for one one deal that I think is pretty cool that I'm excited about um, that's coming up is I actually I made a partnership with Summit Racing. Oh wow! So we're headed out to Summit um, 
in Talmadge, Ohio, in a couple, either a couple of weeks, sometime in May or possibly in June. But we're going out there and we're taking a 57 Chevy that we bought in Cleveland. We're going to be pulling it into Summit Racing. And one week later, we're going to drive it back to Utah. 100% out of their warehouse, parts, pieces, engine, like you name it. It's coming out of their warehouse and we're going to drive it across the country. And nice. five years ago, I would have never dreamed that would happen. Right. You know? And uh, whoever's like in charge of marketing at Summit realizes, I think they're some of the first motorsport type, whatever company that realized the value and like the YouTube stuff, like, um, like Motor Trend when that was like the streaming service, they're kind of big on helping all that stuff. And then like, you know, when some of the YouTube stuff started blowing up, like they jumped on board, like really fast and like, oh, yeah supported them and sponsored events and then like i noticed when you were building that car you're like we're going to get a summit racing transmission and i was like what the heck are you getting that for but now that makes sense (laughs) so yeah no it it's crazy and and marketing is shifting you know because people aren't looking at yellow pages they're not looking at google as much they're going they're literally going to youtube for entertainment and that's where they're getting you know that's where they're seeing things that they want to buy that they don't know they want to (laughs) buy right right yeah it makes a big difference when you can see whatever form it is or motorsport and then like see you using a challenger lift or like that harbor freight chop out or the bandsaw it's like oh those do work pretty slick and then or like just parts in general like oh they use that part it worked awesome like i'll go buy that and we can give honest feedback like i'll be honest i my whole life i thought harbor freight was the most crappy tools on the face of the earth and yes, we have a sponsorship by them, but I've tested a lot of tools and they're, they have come a long ways. Like I would have absolutely no problem using their higher end stuff, you know, and there's a market for their lower end product also, you know, right. so they pride themselves in having stuff for every aspect of DIY. You know, you got your guys in your garage, you've got your guys that use their tools once a year, and then you have professionals using them too. And they really come a long ways. Oh, absolutely. Know? I think their tools have... I mean, it's almost hard not to buy them for the price and the quality. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a snap on diehard through and through Milwaukee. Like I, I really like nice tools, but yeah, absolutely no problem using tools from Harbor Freight, Same. you know, and I'm not even paid to say that. <laughs> they will pay to yeah. I just put some tools, right? You know, which is super cool. So but, how was it working with uh, Sparks? Dude, it was super awesome. So he is probably the busiest man on the face of the earth. Um, but he's just a real dude. You know, I yeah. sat in a snow that and we sat and bullcrapped about Cletus McFarlane and his um his race, you know, because I went to the Bristol, the Bristol 1000 last year to the Vic race, and I told him I was like, man, I would love to drive in one of his races. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, well, I'll just I'm his buddy, I'll talk to him about it. I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, well, I'd do anything if I can get in that race. Right. You know kind of joking around but man he sent me a text last night of a freightliner rv that he picked up in california is just driving back to utah you know so it's it's cool you know building relationships and becoming friends with these people oh yeah you you well you're finding people that are more aligned to what you're doing so you know the bond is actually going to grow even tighter than probably some probably more you could consider them acquaintances from you know, earlier in life. So. Oh yeah. Well, and I've, I've painted in the past, I've painted three trucks for diesel brothers. You know, I've done a couple, I've got, I've done two giveaway trucks and I did a six by six 
for him a couple of years ago. And sure. You know, so we had a business relationship, but now it's like I can text him or, Hey, if you need help, I'll go help you. He's helped me a bunch. And sure. so, no, that's yeah. super cool. That's uh, that helps in your world. And it's cool to see obviously on your channel side as well. I mean, for the viewers, to see well, that. we've got a pretty cool project coming up that we're teaming up with sparks with their sparks motors channel. Um, so everybody in the world knows who John Wayne is. And so John Wayne's son, Ethan Wayne, he's got the John Wayne foundation and they're, we're doing a truck for them for sparks motors. So we're actually going up tomorrow to film the first portion of that. And then we're going to be doing a truck that they're giving away. And I mean, I don't know all the details on it, but right. it's kind of funny. They were, they were out on some boat with Ethan Wayne and got talking about YouTubers and he, he starts rattling off his favorite YouTubers and he goes, yeah, you know, I watched that Matt's Off-Road Recovery and Robbie Layton and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, wait, you know who Robbie is? They're <laughs> like, he's actually the guy that's going to paint this truck for you. And so the guy specifically wanted to come and meet me tomorrow. So nice. anyway, we're, we're going to do that, and which is wild, you know, <laughs> but met so, a lot of, a lot of cool people. And are you traveling a lot then? I mean, are you on the road constantly? <clears throat> um, it, not constantly, but like going to St. George, we probably go to St. George twice a twice a month, if not more. Sometimes we were there in March. We've been there this month. Um, we're leaving. I think we actually just canceled the trip to Florida because we just don't have time. But then sure. we're going to Talmadge in May. Uh, we've got to go to Washington State at some point. Like so, we're. But it's all like it's not vacation. It's work. Right, know, business trips. Got a camera. You know, and you're having to film everything. It's, you know, it's a job. It's right. a good one. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing a lot of, a lot of stuff. Is it most of them the pickup vehicles or just uh, part of your um, content or? Part of the content um, to pick up vehicles at some point. Um, once we get this video to 50,000 likes, we're buying Hillbilly a Harley. So then we're going to have to go get that. Um, just a lot of different stuff. Sure. Sure. Do you do a lot of giveaways uh, to the general public? Not like, not like a ton of giveaways. We do a lot of give back. Um, so we try to give back as much as possible. We did a live stream a couple of weeks ago where we gave back a ton of stuff. Um, we ended up giving him a mouth makeover. Sure. Um, he was supposed to get dental implants, and that ended up he ended up getting disqualified um, because his teeth were too good on a bad scale. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Anyway, um, now he's going to go through all the dental procedures and get them all, get the good ones fixed, get the bad ones pulled, dental implants, and then we're going to do a set of veneers. So he's still going to get his mouth all fixed up. It's just going to take a lot longer than planned. But so we do a lot of stuff like that. You know, we try to give back to the people that help us, you know. Right. Last year, we gave a truck to a kid that his dad passed away. Um, we totally restored the truck that his dad rolled and gave it back to him. And we did that through merch sales. So we include... You know, it's not just us giving it. We get our audience involved, you know, by buying shirts, the profits we use to give back. Sure. So we're trying as much as we can to be, you know, to be good people. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you can only do so much, too. At the end of the day, you got to make a little little for yeah, yourself. Well, <laughs> and that's why, you know, we do do a couple sponsored deals because we got to buy parts to build the vehicles. We got to buy parts for content. Yep. Um, got to pay wages. I mean, it's a business, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and it's I, it's a growing, yeah. growing business. I know we uh, we talked about this off off record, but now that we're on record, uh, 
last weekend you had the derby. Um, derbyed against, I guess, lo- some semi-local to you, you know? Yeah. So, I guess they're all Utah people. Yep. So a little bit, so the viewers understand what was going on. Um, we got called out for a demolition derby, four-on-four style, um, against the Gladiators of Still. So the Gladiators of Still are doing a TV show about demolition derby lifestyle and um, whatever goes into that. So they called out Matt's off-road recovery. Uh, Matt's an old school truck driver. And so Matt assembled his team. He picked me, Paul Cox, um, his son, Rudy Wetzel, and then, um, oh my hell, why did I just draw a blank? No, that's it. Matt, Rudy, Paul, and me. <laughs> so yep. anyway, us four. Um, and so it took place at the Dixie Destruction in Hurricane Utah. And not to spoil it, but uh, I won. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 74 Chevy. Yeah, it was in a 74 Impala. Um, it was probably the most legit car there. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. We won as a team. But <laughs> it was the last car. It was the last car, and I was pretty pumped about it. Yeah. So, obviously, it's a team effort and, you know, in a team-style show. But there was no money to be had. Um, basically, just bragging rights. Right. And so it ended, up, it ended up coming down to me and TJ McPhee and I pinned him, you know, cause yeah. we, we kind of talked before, you know, me and TJ go back years and years and years and we're good friends. And, sure. you know, I could have destroyed my car. He could have destroyed his at the end of the day, he wanted to run his car again. So it's like, okay, well I got him in a position where I had him beat. Um, right. <laughs> I ended up letting him out, tangling with him a little bit more and then pinning him again. Yeah. You know, I just, I did a couple head-ons, you know, a little soft hits here and there, but it's like, okay, well, we'll just get the win and not right. destroy the car, not destroy mine, and go on. You don't run near as much as you used to, though, do you? No, I used to run, like, 10 to – I think the highest was 13, like, 13 shows a year. Yeah. And usually 10 to 11, but, man, I last year I ran – I think I ran in two – Two derbies, okay. got lucky, ended up winning both. So one was a team show with Case Barker, okay. and our, our didn't run very well. That was in Colville, so we ended up winning, but it wasn't like glorious. Right. And then <clears throat> I ran the Sanford County Fair demolition derby, and I won first place in that one. Okay. And then this year it's working out so far. <laughs> so, but at some point, I'm gonna do my own derby, and it's gonna be a YouTube style show. Okay. Um, where we're going to put some some big name YouTubers and get them in some cars. So, oh, so I gotta I gotta grow my channel then. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not planned yet. It's not set in stone, but it's in the works. Sure. So I have t- I have talked to a couple of my buddies in the YouTube world, and they're yep. totally getting for it. So. Well, the last time I parked beside you was up in Montana. I don't know if you remember that. Me and you sat or were parked beside each other during the Calcutta and that ugly rain and mud and everything else. That was, man, that was the longest I've ever ran in a heat was that final. Yeah, that was. I didn't even do anything spectacular, but it was like 40 minutes before I died. And then it was like another 45 minutes before it was over. Yeah. so freezing cold. Oh, God. We ended up placing, my team did. And if I remember right, yeah, it was like an hour and some odd minutes and I still didn't even win the dang thing. And that's how long I went. So why well, my motor, I don't know what the heck happened. I, 
the motor still with Joker. I mean, it's just cursed. Yeah. It, I don't even remember what kind of motor it was. It was a pile of crap. That's all I know. But <laughs> something was wrong and it just started running like crap. And so I wasn't doing anything amazing. And, you know, I was just like a little punching bag out there. Well, just... the time the time before that, you threw me over the berm down in Vegas. So. Oh, good. Was that? Oh, that yeah. was. Um, you were on Cody Middleator's team. Yes. Oh, that was so fun. So were you, were you, you must've been one of the two cars that we put out and then the other two broke their sticks. Uh, yeah, it was actually probably for the best that my car got pushed over because at the end of the day, I had the nicest car out of the group oh, and that got us to the, you know, closer to the end. But, uh, cause so I, I have hung in there with you guys. Well, I'd have been, I really wouldn't have had much left. <laughs> well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go into great detail, but I was talking about this the other day because we were we were making bets on how quick the the heat would go in um, Hurricane, and I said, "Well, I think the quickest heat I've ever been in was Las Vegas." Yeah. Like, our our strategy was to just balls out. Yeah. I mean, I can't even remember. There was somebody on that team that I got told was running his mouth about me. Yeah. And, and you I talked about this once. <laughs> I don't remember exactly who it was. But at that point, I didn't care. I mean, it's just like, all right, yeah. well, if they're, you know, they're going to take me out, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give them give yeah. some. Yeah. <laughs> we cleaned that heat up so fast. Well, yeah, it was know. for the best that I got hung up because, uh, you know, then we. Well, I, we... I just remember we. I was I backed to the corner of the arena and I was full boogie. And mm. I think it was Cody that grabbed a stick and ripped it off. And then he was pointing at the other guy to break his stick. <laughs> and it was just like. Okay, that was no. So we went into the finals, you know, with pretty decent cars. Yeah. Um, ended up winning the show. Yeah. I, my intentions in the final was to just. I had two cars that I was specifically told to take out, and I ended up dropping a drive line. But you know, I did my part with the team, and you ended up carrying us to the win. But, I had a rough go. We uh, the second heat we won, we drew like Danny Ogden and all those guys. The second round, second heat, we uh -huh. won that. But then uh, to get into the feature, we drew Sayopa's heat. Oh man! So it was tough. It came down to me, and then was it Todd and was it Mark? So I think that, there was a younger guy that was with him. Yeah, it was basically me. I was the only one left versus the two Sayopa as well. You know, the track was hard to get around in in the first place, and then they just pinned me while spun down, and there I sat. But Dang it. Yeah, it was uh, – I've been in the arena only twice with you, but I did get pushed out once by you. You and Bandau were kind of, you know, team teaming, and just – I was right over the first one of the night over. Well, I our goal – yeah, our goal was immediately get somebody over the berm. Yeah, then yeah, it worked. Yeah. You know, and we – until we got to Hurricane, that was kind of the strategy is we were going to try to get somebody immediately out. Yep. Well, there wasn't dirt berms, so that wasn't going to happen. Right. And, you know, luckily, me and Paul kind of unintentionally took out Gumby's car. <laughs> but I mean, he got out, and they were down to three. And then, you know, something happened with Anthony, and he was, he was out. And then Derek Court got hung up, and I watched TJ kind of get himself in a bad situation. And so I just – capitalized on it right I mean, it took like a minute to get my car positioned to where i backed up into him and just sat there right and, right you know but hey winning's winning 
<laughs> yeah. yeah sometimes it doesn't matter you know as long as it's his w at the end of the day yeah when i i would prefer to drive hard into you know mad dog as much as possible but yeah sometimes you got to be strategic and play the game for sure for sure well what else do we not know about you i think we kind of learned most everything your uh your business your youtube your kind of old oldish not old but your derby life in the past yeah. kind of yeah, I'm 34 years young. Yeah. A lot of people on the internet think I'm about 18. <laughs> so, well, you do you do look young. Yeah. Well, Which is a, a good thing. Young. Yeah. That is true. That is true. When you're young, you don't want to look young, but when you're old, you want to look young. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a So we got for you. We'll let you get to your nice supper with your wife and uh <laughs> We do, well, we do appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we cross paths in the near future. Sure, let's stay in touch, and I'd gladly be on again. And Absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll go from there. Awesome. So, well, you have a good night. Hey, thank you. You guys, too.